Hey guys, Josh here. Just want to thank you for tuning in again to the Still Searching Podcast. This is episode number four. Super excited to have uh, my good friend Josh Vi come through to the trap house and we just reconnected after years of not seeing each other. He hit me up. He was in L.A. and um, we sat down and just had an incredible conversation. I actually kidnapped this kid and you'll hear about that. Um, so make sure you just uh, listen all the way through. It's a great conversation. We talk about all kinds of things, spirituality being the main one of the main one of the uh, topics and just our different perspectives on the way we view that topic. Uh, there's a couple of cuss words in there, so I'm about to turn on the explicit button. No big deal. I mean, come on. We're adults here. Don't act like you haven't heard it uh, anyway. And you think in cuss words anyway, just like me. Um, we ended the podcast on a note of we're going to come back, take a break, go to the bathroom and uh, come back and record some more. But we didn't get a chance to because we had some more beers and uh, he brought his dog. So the kids started playing with the dog and we just lost uh, time. So he's going to be back for sure. He's going to be back on the on the podcast. Uh, just a great conversation. So I hope you guys listen all the way through with this uh sit down with uh, my good friend Josh Vi and make sure you guys subscribe to the podcast so you get notified when the new ones come out I got like three of them ready to roll so just gonna space them out a little bit but um, some good stuff coming along so all right guys that's enough of this intro so we'll see you guys or we'll talk to you on the next one thank you You heard this? Blue and XL? Yeah. Yeah. No, have you heard this yet? New MERS? No, this is Blue and XL. Oh, yeah? New Blue and XL? New. Came out like this year. I think I might have saved the album. I don't think I ran through it, though. It's pretty tight. I just found it yesterday. 90% of the brain unused. 85% Blue's an anomaly to me. We're rolling, by the way. Okay, that's <laughs> Yeah, I don't understand how Blue... I mean, Blue is... I'm going to fade it out because I don't... I don't know all the legalities yet, bro, of music. So I'm just, like, hoping I don't get my stuff yanked. Yeah, man. It's I mean, tight. most of the dudes you're playing are pretty cool, though, so hopefully they wouldn't be on that. Yeah. Know? Right, right. And be, like, just happy that their stuff is getting out there, you know? That's what I was That's what I was thinking. All right. So I got my a special guest in the back in the trap house. Um, Matrix trap house. The Matrix, dude. The Matrix turtle trap house. I got Josh Vi in the house. Thanks for coming by. Like, I haven't seen you. In years. It has been years. It's been years. Did I see you in Arizona ever? Yes. Okay. Yes. That was a while ago. Probably You, you were probably staying over there with Larry in Goodyear, would Absolutely. be my guess. So I probably came through and we linked up over there. That was that was it. But I can't remember when that was. That was like- 
had to be five plus five years, years ago. ago yeah. Because um, you probably came out to academia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's 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 where I saw you mm-hmm. again. By the way, so I haven't seen Josh in a minute in, in a while, and I, I'm like, bro, let's just not talk right now and just record and talk. So this is this is on the this spur is of the ca- moment, catching up on the fly, on the fly. And you mm-hmm. brought some amazing brews here. Well, I've been into how's this one? I, it's pretty. It's good. I've been into sour beers. I've been getting into sour beers. Wow, that is sour. Yeah, man. <clears throat> so they're they're interesting, you know. Kettle sour ale, yeah, with passion fruit, orange and guava. By Halo Punch, Elvarado Street Brewery. Nice. I always, I always like to try stuff that I can't get back home. Okay. You know. Yeah, because you came about thirty minutes ago. I'm like, yo, I'm not ready. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's like, all right, I'll go get some beer. I'm mm-hmm. like, dude, go to this spot. Mm-hmm. And you took like an hour over there. <laughs> oh, I could have been there way longer, <laughs> way longer. Yeah, they had everything. Yeah, I was telling you earlier. I'm like. Uh, last week or the the other day, I recorded um, another episode, mm-hmm. and I woke up like at seven in the morning. I just was back here, just fidgeting, and uh, I came back into the house like at two o'clock. And my wife was like, "Where you been? Like you didn't make breakfast, you didn't clean up the house, you didn't do anything." <laughs> so I'm like, "Oh man!" So I had to make sure I had to feed everybody. Yeah, yeah. Now so you're fr- now you're free. I'm free. No interruptions. No guilt afterwards. You're good. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. So, how you been, bro? Welcome back to L.A. Thanks, man. Thanks for hitting me up. You know, dude, it, I, I've been coming out here for almost a decade now. Wow. And, uh, you know, and I've never been time. able to make it make it happen. I know we've talked about it a couple times, but, yeah, yeah no, it's good to... And you were in Brentwood. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Wild, wild town over there. Dude. Yeah. I used to work in that area uh-huh. um, doing... Uh, we I used to work with this company that did, like, high-end... Um, like audio, uh, not audio, video, like cinemas, in-home cinemas. Sure, sure. For like, dude, like the- Movie theaters. Yeah. Like inside houses. Inside houses, bro. Like, But I'm talking like for clients, like the biggest names out there. Yep. The West, the Kardashians, Dr. Dre, Jimmy Iovine. Yep. All those dudes. It's crazy. It's nuts. It's a different world, man. It's a whole different world, bro. Yeah. It's, it's a whole uh, different world. It's uh, not my normal stomping grounds, we'll put it that way. Yeah. But, uh, you know, having, having been going out there for a few years now, which I'll, you know, I'll, uh, that's my wife's father's uh, lady. Okay. So, like, that's her property and stuff out there. So, nice. Yeah, we go out there. And, I mean, the, the kiddo loves it, you know. She's gonna yeah. remember that getting lost inside a house, you know. That's that's the craziest part. Yeah. yeah, just get it. Sometimes they have a little map of like where different rooms are in different sections, different wings. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, how's the fam, bro? Uh, last night, actually, we were talking a little bit. Um, I remember my little Noah was like, and your little one were around the same age when I think we all hooked up. We went to Universal. Do you remember yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Larry. That's right. Colin, yep. um, the fam. Yep, there are pictures to prove that. Yeah. Yeah. That was I think that was the last time I seen I don't know if, if like I went out there before that or after that, but that was the last time I seen like I remember Yeah, I can't remember if it was before or after, but I was wondering if you've ever met my family too, and I think that might have been where at Universal. Right. Um so but yeah, my Noah's my, eight. My so. daughter's about to be eight. Okay. Kal- Kalila's about to be eight. She's uh 
December 29th, so we got like two days. Okay. Yeah, she's smashed in between Christmas and New Year's. So. Nice. It's yeah. Gonna, she's going to have a great birthday Oh yeah. month the rest of her life. Yeah, yeah. Party. No, yeah, we make the most of it, you know. It does seem kind of sandwiched together, but it's a bummer for her. She can't really have a like a blowout birthday party, you know. Yeah. Because everybody's on vacation, all her friends are gone, they're worried about holidays, so... All right. For the past couple of years, she'll just do like a little sleepover or something. Yeah. Super happy with it. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So, man, that was... So, our kids are about our eight. Mm-hmm. So, man... That's, that's your youngest, right? No. No, you, you got Nevaeh. Nevaeh, yeah, too. She's six. Dog. That's crazy. She's crazy, bro. Like, she'll come in right now and just try to take over. Yeah. I tell her, I'm like, don't come in the back. Yeah. <laughs> Don't come back here. We're working. <laughs> I didn't realize they were only two years apart. Yeah. Yeah. And then Angelina's 16. Yeah. 16, bro. That's crazy. That was, uh, she was a baby when we were in Arizona. Mm-hmm. So. And you um, have, you have older boy too, right? Yeah, Josiah. How old is he? He's 14. Oh, he's younger. Okay. Yeah. Angelina's oldest. Angelina's oldest. Gotcha. Yeah. She was the only one in Arizona. Yeah. So. Um, I met Josh years ago. Dude, look behind you, bro. I can't, this is my dad's poster. He had this oh, made in man. 2003. <laughs> wow. Dog, don't forget where you come from. Yeah. Jeez. So there's a poster of, of uh the uh I I'm 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 going to say their names because you know what? I actually reconnected with with Bobby. Oh yeah? Yeah. Totally different person, bro. Yeah. Totally different. Okay. Um, I talk to Carla a lot too. Okay, it's, it's crazy. So, uh, excuse me. <laughs> we're drinking. We're drinking craft yeah. brews back here. So there's going to be some burping. <laughs> um, I caught up with. I, I didn't catch up with them, but I I found you know little Bobby, Carla, Tina on Instagram a while back. <clears throat> okay. So you know keep up with them that way. Yeah. But I think uh, Bobby connected with me on LinkedIn. All right. And. Uh, I don't know where Sassy's at. Yeah, so. yeah. Sassy, Sassy's still doing like sassy stuff. Yeah, you know, being doing her crea- thing, being creative and dancing and yeah. makeup and traveling. So, um, so getting but back that, to that, so that was a big part of your life, which is probably why you have it there. Is a huge part of my life. Too. I just never took it down, but yeah, my dad put it up, and I just left it there. I added some of this other stuff. <laughs> yeah, but no, yeah, you're right. I it is, it is like. That's where I met you. So let's get into that. Mm-hmm. I used to tell the story, and you're like, bro, that's not how it went. Let me hear your version of it. <laughs> Let me. Okay, so so I used to Let me work. Hear your perspective. Yeah, so I was in this this um, program, organization, this um, teen thing. It was called Teen Reach back then. Mm-hmm. And uh, I call it a, a faith-based rehabilitation for troubled teens. Wow, bro. Yeah. Did you remember that or well no i, I mean i've actually just... told that story a couple okay. times over the weekend like wow. with close family members who i've been around for you know five six seven eight years didn't know my story you wow. know so i actually took got got a chance to tell it a couple times so it's the wow. best way to condensely that's amazing <laughs> that's amazing so yeah that's what it was um how i got there they came to my church my dad invited them mm-hmm. he saw an ad in charisma magazine mm-hmm. i don't even know if that's around um some Christian publication and um, he saw like an ad that said like no rap, no rock, just God. No worldly music. Yeah. Like a conference. Mm -hmm. And he invited them to the church. Oh, excuse me. And um, they came and like I was 18, 19 
dude, I got the the bubblies all in my throat with this beer. Yeah. Um, and they came, <laughs> and um, I guess like it was just the right time for me. I guess it was like all right, because at that point in my life, I was like, all right, this I'm done with all this. I hated this this whole church thing. I grew up in church. Okay. Pastor's kid. So I ended up um, so having you- like an experience, you know, with God there. In, here in San Fernando and I just left I'm like I'm gonna go to Arizona with you guys okay so you didn't get search and rescued I didn't get search and okay. rescued dude I didn't get yanked <laughs> I was wondering but so, you were part of the search and rescue team I became yeah so so I went to the program um I was 19 I basically went into like to the men's section right and then you know I just got myself together I guess and and um uh, I became, I started to work for the program and yeah, I was on the search and rescue team. We got licensed as chaplains and, um, I got a call from Willie. He's like, Hey, we're going to go to, uh, Michigan <laughs> one night. <laughs> and, uh, so we hop on a plane, we go to Michigan. Which you were, you were going all over the place though, right? Yeah. We would snatch up dudes from everywhere, all over the country. I was in Washington uh, picked up some dude. I forgot his name, bro. It was a crazy white dude. I forgot his name. From where? From Michigan? From, no, from from. I Texas? went to Col- No, uh, Washington, Washington, Washington State. That wasn't. Uh, was it around around my time? It was after you, I think. After me, or maybe big before kid? you. Big kid. He was kind of big. God, he was, was a troublemaker. Kid? I can't remember that. I can't name. remember his name. He was from Washington. It was probably Heron. That was. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember his name, but. We went to Michigan and we grabbed you. What I always, I used to so, say, I grabbed you from like, like a mental institution. It was juvie. <laughs> it, was it was juvie. Ju- I wasn't in a mental institution. I was in juvie. I don't know but- why it was like, I don't know, on the paperwork or something. Like he was in this facility or something. I don't know. Yeah. And and we grabbed you. But th- so with search and rescue, like the, the way that this works is, I, I guess uh, for for teenagers, you know, like there's not a lot of rehabilitation centers for them, right? Yeah. Like, uh, so parents will actually call and on runaways or troublemaking kids or you know addicted kids, whatever, right. or just just rebellious kids. Rebellious I just... kids. Tell them where they are, whether they're at the house. Uh, for me, I was at the juvenile detention center. For other people, it might be like a, a drug house or something. What wherever they were, right? And uh, and you guys would just bust in like. <laughs> like the cops and and basically like kidnap you kidnap these kids yeah. and bring them back here with the parents permission <laughs> yeah with parents permission exactly so you know they're not gonna you know yeah press charges or anything like that so which is pretty wild in itself to to think about yeah when i think back on it i'm like wow that's nuts like i tell my kids that they're like what like what is you used to just take kids mm-hmm. kind of <laughs> that's kind of how it was mm-hmm. so um so yeah, that was in Michigan. How old were you back then? I was sixteen when you came. Sixteen. Yep, I was sixteen, and I was in uh, the juvenile detention center. I had gotten picked up because my my buddies. Uh, uh, so <laughs> I was in there for for what we called shopping. We used to go out at night, you know, in our in our neighborhood and yeah. rob our local neighborhoods. You know, our neighbors walk in their garages and take stuff. You yeah. know, stupid. Um, but 
I did that a couple times and, and they went after and ended up getting caught and, and one of them sang like a bird and Oh dude, you were rolling with a rat. Yeah, yeah. So anyways, I <laughs> they chased me around a couple times and finally, you know, got me and threw me in there for a week, ten days, whatever it was. Wow. And, and that's when your parents reached out, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. That's when they reached out and, and uh maybe they had been planning it for a while. I don't know. Uh, but the way they they uh, made it sound to me when I was in there was either I could stay here in, in the detention. juvenile detention for like six months or whatever, or I could go to this program. For like three months. For, well, or, no, I was supposed to be for six months, but I ended up, I, I ended up leaving in like three and a half, you know, good behavior okay. and all that. Yeah. You know, I manipulated my way out <laughs> a little bit, you know. Um, so I was only three years older than you probably at that time. Well, you... When you I must, picked you, you up, you must still be then. How old are you? <laughs> I'm 37. 37. So you're five years older than me. Okay. I'm about. I'm gonna be 33 this year. Oh wow. Yeah. What? Yeah. My math is off. Yeah, yeah. So okay, you're so I was a little going over. on 38. Yeah. And you are you June? Your birthday? August. June? August. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, okay. So, yeah, and then um, you remember so, Willie? Yeah, yeah, I remember Willie. Yeah, yeah. I remember the the what I remember most about that time, and I don't remember like the plane ride back or anything like that. Um, what I remember most is asking you guys, like I didn't I didn't know where I was going. I had no idea. You wanted a cigarette. I wanted a dip. The first thing I asked you guys was, yeah. "Hey, stop at a gas station, please." <laughs> I think Willie looked at me. He's like, "You have no idea where you're going." You, do you? no clue, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea what I was in for. But oh, wow. But yeah, that was. I actually remember um, the plane ride a little bit. Like we just, um, you were cool. Like you seemed like a cool kid back then. Just I was probably just quiet and yeah, you were just chilling. Yeah, and we talked, and um, I was like, "Cool, this is a good dude." That was that, and we go back to Arizona, and I go do my thing, and you're in the program. Mm -hmm. So you were only there for three three months. I was only there for. Three and a half months, yeah. I was there over Christmas. I think it was beginning of December that I went out there and ended up, uh, yeah, getting wow. off on good behavior. You know, I had heard, like, there are kids who were in the program for, like, a year, two yeah. years. I didn't want to be there. And I had no intention of changing either. Yeah. You know. Okay, so you just did what you had to do. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, I was, I was, yeah, I was playing the game, yeah. you know, which I was used to doing and. So did you know. did you did you grow up in church and stuff like because yep. it was a real strong like religious yeah vibe like I mean yeah that it was like imposed upon you oh yeah you know big like, time that was even us dude like as staff you know and like we were I didn't believe in like I'm like what I can't do like I had to throw away all my music yeah you know yeah I had did that before. Like right. when I was like 15, we had some crazy preacher come and like make us burn all of our stuff. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so to do it again, um, you know, I was like, this is, this is whack. Oh, yeah. So you weren't feeling it after a while? No. I mean, I never really did. Well, you know what? You, you kind of like believe it. You kind of feel, I guess you're kind of brainwashed. And I remember we did this whole thing on, <clears throat> we did this whole Saturday conference on music, bro. Like, mm -hmm the the devil or whatever the evils of music yeah yeah at one one Saturday and I was in charge of doing like the rock thing because back then I was like heavy into like POD and stuff like that like sure 
Um, and you had to get up and denounce him, bro. I had, to, I had, bro. I had to denounce my boys, dude. I felt like a scumbag, bro. Yeah. After I was like, oh man, you know, like you know, writing down lyrics and like, well, this means or he's right, talking right. about this, and I'm like, oh man, bro. I felt so bad after, you know. Yeah, yeah. And um, it's crazy because, uh, like, years later, I became friends with Sonny. I saw, with, I saw yeah, yeah, with the singer. So yeah. it's like. One day I'm gonna tell him like all the, the you know all the story and stuff. He'll, but, he'll understand, man. Yeah, he'll understand because yeah. you know looking back, it is part of the story. It's part of your story. It's part yeah. of my story. And you know, even though there are a lot of things that I don't agree with, and that you know were you know pretty wild, pretty crazy, whatever, is still that turning point in my life. You know that set myself. Yeah, and God set me on this trajectory. Yeah. And you know that's what is why I am where I am today. You know I, what I, mean? I remember hearing I like even after leaving, um, there was like so many horror stories from people who were in the program, mm-hmm. and even staff and and a lot of stuff that happened. But my experience wasn't that. Like overall, my experience was good, positive, positive. Yeah, like I got a lot out of it. Yeah, um, some good experiences built some relationships that lasted um uh so I, you know i really can't and i wasn't there all that long either i i i left in i want to say the end of 04 so i think i went there in 02 okay that's so, right that's right i was there yep 03 16 03. Yep. yep yeah so um when, then i left and then <clears throat> you know i i, I I don't think they'll mind me, you know, sharing their story because I talked to Bob and, and he's totally different, bro. Like I said, but yeah, it was like, it was really, um, like, like you said, just forced upon you. And, um, there was a lot of things happening in the background, you know, mm-hmm. I'll have him on to talk about it mm-hmm. on, on one of these, on these episodes, yeah, let, let him tell, those let him tell the stories. But, you know, overall, you know, I, I reconnected with them again years later and, um, totally different person He's a great guy. And I consider him like a real mentor, like even more now. Really, bro. And it, it you'll trip out when you hear Bob drop f bombs, dude. It's like, yeah, that's pretty crazy. <laughs> it's like I, w- I would like to hear his story, though. I'd dude, like to hear like I think you'll really enjoy it. I mean, because he probably he's got to look back on some of that time at this point too, and be like, dude, what the hell was I thinking? You absolutely, know? absolutely, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. So, um, so you went back to Michigan after that? Yeah. So I went back to Michigan. You know, I use some of that, the stuff going on with the program or whatever. I kind of, you know, manipulated my way and said, hey, (laughs) this is what's going on here, mom and dad. You know, get me out of here. Oh, okay. And uh, and I was good, whatever. They had spent like my whole college savings to get me to the program (laughs) and shit. I went back. The first thing I did when I got back, man, was buy a pack of smokes. Yeah. Within a week, you know, I'm smoking weed again. I'm right back hanging out with my old friends. Yeah. The crazy thing is that like I had just been exposed to all kinds of kids who were coming from crazy stuff, way crazier than anything I right. had messed with or seen before. Yeah. I'm like, there's people out here who are actually doing that stuff. So uh, that was kind of my mentality when I went back was like, oh yeah, you know, people do, you know, this type of thing. And so I got, you know, even heavier into partying and party drugs oh, wow. and all that stuff. When really? I, like right when I got back. Wow. Yeah. So, so how my did parents, you, my parents definitely thought they flushed some money you know <laughs> down the drain so it was expensive yeah it was really expensive yeah i don't remember that, i don't know exactly you know the financials but i'd have to yeah yeah it was expensive 
Yeah, it's college I mean, savings. Yeah, you know, jeez. Yeah. So well, you know, how did you come back to Arizona then? Mm. So, so yeah, so I went back in uh, about a year and a half. You know, was partying. Uh, got kicked out on my 18th birthday. My parents, you know, I came home from partying all night. All my shit was in the garage. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, you got to find somewhere else to stay. Dang. I was like, okay, I'll go stay with my buddy, you know? Yeah. About a month after that, uh, my mom comes to my work and tells me that she's leaving my dad. <sighs> I was like, okay, well, whatever. You know, didn't really affect me too much at the time. Shortly after, uh, got fired from my job. Uh, I was drinking every day, so I couldn't wake up and get to work on time. So, yeah. you know, uh, they got sick of that. And, uh, so I moved back in with my dad, and at this point, he's kind of doing his own thing, you know, going crazy, uh, you know, at the bars. and just figuring, trying to party. navigate through all that. Yeah, partying, making up for lost time. I don't know what, <clears throat> yeah, navigating through that whole thing. Yeah. And uh, I was broke, no job, sitting on the couch, you know, this going on with my parents, and I had kept in touch with Wes. And uh, Wesley Peacock. Wesley Peacock, shout out. Shout out to yeah. the Peacock. Yeah, who's he's back in Michigan right now. I saw that on he Facebook. Moved to Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. They just bought a house or something. I, I saw uh something on Facebook. It's crazy for that one. Yeah. Back to <laughs> Michigan, dude. No, I'm just kidding. I love you, Wes. <laughs> back to the Motor City. Um but yeah, so I called him and uh he's like, Yeah, I'm running a accountability home, which was basically like, you know, for either graduates of the program or people who wanted to, you know, sober up and, you know, have some some other people who wanted to live that type of lifestyle as well. And uh, he's like, yeah, I got a place for you. I was like, cool. My dad, uh, I told my dad about it. He bought me a plane ticket, gave me a thousand bucks, said, I hope you make it. And wow. So I went out there. So you went out to start like a new life. Pretty much. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that, dude. That's. Yep. So Wes was running the the house. What year was this? This was 05. 9-11, 05, I flew out. I flew out. So I was gone already, I think. Yeah, you were back in back yep. in Cali. Yep. Yep. And so I don't think we connected again for another 5 years or five, so. 5 6 years. Yeah. Wow. No, it was more than that. Because uh so when I left, basically my wife would come back to Cali like once a month. She hated that whole thing. She hates Arizona, bro. Like that time in in our lives, we were brand new, bro, just married. Did she did she move out? She, she I, moved from here I, to there with you? I made her like I married her and moved. We moved into one of the boys' homes. Oh wow! That I was running. She didn't know what she signed up for, huh? bro. She had no clue. She had no clue. She was just in love with me. She just wanted to come yeah. and be with me. Like, yeah. All right, I'm gonna we'll, we'll get married. We're gonna come back here and. Was she a believer at that time? Did she like grow sort up? of yeah. not really? But she she grew up in a different you know tradition. She grew up in the Catholic tradition. Sure. So sure. <clears throat> but you know, part of our story is like. You know, I was that pastor's kid, that bad Christian kid, just showing her all the bad, all the wrong, doing all the wrong. Out here. <laughs> when we were when teenagers, dating, and, yeah. dating and all that stuff. So part of my whole thing of going to Arizona was like, all right, um, part of our that whole purity culture, you know, mm-hmm. um, we're like, all right, I'm 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 not having sex no more. I'm not doing drugs no more. I'm throwing away all my Christian music, all my worldly music. Mm-hmm. Um I don't even know what that means anymore. Like I, we were talking earlier. I'm like, I don't even use those terms anymore. So no. it's like weird when you hear it. Um, 
so yeah, that was part of our story. Was like we 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 just came. Like I I we got married, and I had a meeting with her parents, and I'm like, all right, here's the house we're gonna live in. It was a big house, two story. Because house. you have to be uh, <laughs> mentally stable, physically stable, emotionally stable, and financially stable. Dude, so how you, do you remember all so that you, like, stuff? Presented, like the whole the dude. Whole I did thing. a PowerPoint, bro. I'm like, this is where we're gonna <laughs> live. Here's here's you know the amount of money. I wasn't really making any money, but if you factor in the cost of the house and food, like. I did the the numbers. I'm like, oh, it equals about <laughs> yeah, 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 twenty five hundred bucks a month or whatever, approximately. Approximately, I'm like, yeah, this is you know our income and this is the house we're gonna live in. But you know, yeah, there's also six other boys that are in there <laughs> in, right. this, in this house. <laughs> so you you were a you were a home leader. Yeah, I was. I okay. ran Tierra Buena. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. With with Scotty over there. Shout out, Scotty. Dude, I don't, I, dude. You know what? It's crazy because I forgot a lot of the kids' yeah, names, bro. Yeah. Uh, you were uh, with Danny over there, though, right? Danny was the other house leader over at Tierra Buena. <sighs> dude, it was that dude Saul. Saul. That Mexican, that fat Mexican dude from from uh, like Calexico or something. I can't remember, no, bro. Was, uh, I know who you're talking about in the program. No, he was like he became like a house leader. Okay. Saul. Okay. I don't know Saul. <laughs> and then uh, I think who else was I had uh, I had Dane. Remember Dane? No, crazy dude. I had Garth. Remember Garth? No, no. <laughs> you see, it's crazy because the everybody you you transition in and out so quickly. Yeah. Like yeah. where I think we're like you were on your on your way out or okay. like on your tail end when I was coming in. So no, well when you first came in, I was like I was in in. I was like right in the middle of it. Okay. But when you came back, I was already pulling out. But my wife, like I said, she would go back and forth to Cali. And that time we had moved out, left like EG, mm-hmm. um, the whole team. But we still would go to the church and we had our own apartment. And she was like, she would just go visit her family. You know, she has three, three other siblings, um, two sisters and a brother. You know, all her family was back here. Back she had here. nothing there. Back here. Okay. Right. So she basically never came back, you know, she would go visit and she's like, you know what? I don't want to go back there to Arizona, to Arizona. So she like left you. She didn't leave me. (laughs) She's like, she left Arizona. Basically get your ass over here. Yeah. Like it's, we're done there. Yeah. What am I going to do? So you did. I did. I went back. Were you, were you, were were you married at the time? Yeah, we were married. We were married, bro. Like we were newlyweds. Yeah. Straight into the home. Into Tierra Tough, dude. And she gets pregnant immediately. Yeah. And she has terrible, like, pregnancies, bro. Mm. Like, terrible. So, you know, then we were, like, in between insurances and all this stuff. And, like, yeah, she had to suffer a lot. It was it was tough. Yeah. So she's like, you know. Not doing it. What am I doing it? So even now, bro, she don't want to come to Arizona. I'm like, let's go visit. She's like, got a grudge <laughs> against Arizona now. <laughs> okay. She's like, I'm not going back. I... I I don't blame her, you know. Yeah, I don't blame her. I love Arizona now, personally. It's <clears throat> you home. live there. It's home. It's to home. Me. Yeah, I've almost half my life at this point. Wow. Yeah, moved out there at eighteen. Been fourteen years now. So fast forward. I I was in San Francisco in two thousand ten. I was at some conference my dad was speaking at, and lo and behold, there's this young cat speaking there dropping bro he's talking all this stuff that i've never heard before in church okay i'm like who is this guy Mm -hmm. 
what is he talking about? Mm-hmm. It was so captivating and like it just grabbed me, bro, instantly. Mm-hmm. I never heard the story of God told like that. It's always, you know, you know, you're you're a sinner. You know, you need God, your personal salvation. You know, you, mm-hmm. yeah, like you're saying, you little chunks here, chunks there. Bro, he told the whole story of of God, the whole arc of scripture yeah. in one message. Right. And I was like, what? Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like your personal stuff, this, yeah. this, this, and this. Is like, here's what's God doing yeah. over time. Yeah. And I was like, and it was Larry. Yeah. So th- that's awesome. The, the, <laughs> I remember the first time I, I heard the Bible explained like that, you know, the, the story of the Bible from beginning to end and all the, you know, few acts in between. Uh, it changed it changed my entire yeah. life outlook viewpoint because up until that point, like you were saying, it was all about me. It was about my sin. Right. It was about, you know, my shortcomings. It was about my salvation. Yeah. Uh, and it, you know, it all just kind of revolved around, it was a very personal, individualized thing, but that Absolutely. just opened, opened everything up. Dude, so that's when I first met Larry. Yeah. And um, I was like, I, I got to meet him. I'm like, he just seemed like a real cool guy. And uh, yeah, he was a scholar back then. Dude, he was a legit scholar, you yeah. know, and now he's just, now he's a salsa dancer. Now he's a dancer. <laughs> he's a yeah. professional, legit dancer. Yeah. That dude's, but, that dude's gonna, you know, he has the discipline you know, to excel at whatever he's right. going to do. And he was great at what he was doing at the time, you know, right. orating and, and yeah. uh, pontificating. And <laughs> So I, I ended up hooking up with Larry and, um, you approach I, him after the, after the, after the gig. And it's crazy how this story pans out is that his, he, his mom knew Victoria. my dad, Victoria. Yeah. Grew up in, in a church in Los Angeles who was friends with my dad they, when they were little, Larry used to come up to San Francisco and uh, they used to perform in this Christmas play way back, dude, his mom and, and, and their family. So wow, we had ties with them from way back. I didn't, didn't know even this. know about I didn't even know about Wow. It's crazy. Wow. It's wild. And um, so, yeah, that's that. And then I hook up with Larry. We become friends on Facebook. Uh-huh. I can really say, like, that was a turning point for me that started me on like a more of a academic reading of scripture. I always say academic, you know, with air quotes because um I'm a high school dropout. But I I I this was always this was so interesting to me. It was all new. Yeah. The the approach to scripture that way. Yeah. And it's a historical His, context. Historical context, historical critiquing and just all this stuff, right? All these new um yeah. In, yeah. Instead of, as opposed to picking and choosing, you know, the scriptures that you want to, you know, use or whatever the case right. may be, you're, you're looking and you're saying, you're, you're reading out of the scriptures. You're letting the, the scriptures speak to you as opposed to reading, reading your in. own viewpoint into the Absolutely. scriptures. Dude, it was, it was, dude, everything started to make sense to me. Mm-hmm. Worldviews, like understand like exactly what you just said. Like, oh my God, I read into the scripture almost every single time I mm-hmm. read the Bible. Mm-hmm. And, um. And and even finding out like it's okay to like disagree on things, yeah. Or like, hey, a right. lot of scholars or a lot of traditions believe this means this, right? And a lot of people means this means this, 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 and this. Yeah. So yeah. one, you know, to one text or whatever. And there's a lot that's still open for interpretation. Nobody's got it got it all figured out, bro. And I mean, 
when you're dealing with a 2000 year old or, or older text trying to, you know, reconstruct that, that history, the hit point in history in which this was written at. Right. But then also, also being open to the, the timeless truth of it too. I, you know? Yeah. And so I'm trying, I'm really trying to like right now where I am at this, you know, snapshot in time, mm-hmm. I'm really trying to go back and, and look at, at, uh, you know, all the things that I did learn before that, because I threw the baby out with the bathwater. You know what I mean? Right. I've forsook everything before that. I'm like, I've had it all wrong for, it was three years at, you know, spirit life. And yeah. then two more, or another year and a half at, you know, the previous church with, with Larry and them until we kind of broke off with this, you know, new perspective, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And I just threw everything out. And oh, just wow. Went, went this way. So you scrapped everything after you guys left academia. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like it was a complete <clears throat> deconstruction, complete deconstruction, then a building up with this new like framework for interpretation and living and life and all that stuff. Yeah. And now I'm trying to bring some of that other stuff. Dude, back we're in the same place, bro. We are in the same place. I'm reconstructing. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's crazy for me? So, <clears throat> all right. So. Dude, this is this is such an amazing conversation already. Um, I went through so after all of that, right? So that was you know 2010, 11, 12, 13. I go out to Arizona again, and and I I, I speak at academia, or I do like mm-hmm. a communion mm-hmm. message, and I yep. reconnect with you. Yeah, and we've just been friends. Do you even know I was at the church at that time? Well, yeah, yeah, you came, so you you uh, or you showed up, and I yeah. was like, what? I'm that- like. We, but we we didn't know before that. Yeah, we didn't know before that. Okay. I'm like, dude, you go here. Yeah, and you're like, yeah. What and the then hell I, are you doing here? Yeah, then I meet Andy, bro. Like, dude. Yep. And then Andy, you guys still keep in touch. Yeah. 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 You talk to Andy? Yeah, we still talk. We we've we've you uh, haven't kicked it. We haven't kicked it for a while. Yeah, no. Andy, yeah. bro, if you're listening, dude, yeah. your boy's missing you. Come through, bro. I miss you too, man. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I meet Andy and um, you, you know what's so cool is like, so you still in the hip hop, right? Oh yeah, heavy. Oh yeah. So dude, we're like having these incredible conversations about God, and then we're talking about about hieroglyphics and sure. MERS and all this stuff in yeah, the same yeah. conversation, bro. That's one yeah. thing I loved hanging out with you guys is that we're smoking cigars. Yep. We're drinking great beer. Yep. We're talking about the Bible. Yep. And we were just free to be ourselves yep. using the same language like we just talk. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or how we normally just talk. There's no, there was no hiding. Yeah. We didn't use like we were talking about Christianese earlier. Yeah. There was none of that. No. It was, it was, it, it was like, it was so refreshing for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Growing up in church and, you know, doing that whole like act. Yep. Like yep. you have to speak yep. a certain way. And, yep. But, well, and it, it, you know, that's just, we grew up and th- it was all things that, it's, it's about things that you do and things that you don't do. It's like right. behavior modification as opposed to like a heart transformation. Yeah. Right? And then just thinking you know everything like this book has to say. Yeah. Like, come on, bro. We don't know. No. We still don't know. We're no. working this out. It's, you know? it's, it's a, it's constant. Yeah. Right? It's a yeah. constant, uh, we're constantly learning. Yeah. 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 So that was, um, so that was that time. And then, um, you know, just been just connected with everybody still, like still connected with Larry and Andy and Andy came out one summer to spend like their vacation out here. We had a great time. Yeah. That was, that was a while ago, but, um, that's yeah. so crazy, dude. It's crazy how, you know, so I don't even but, want to say small, small world, you know, cause it's like, I don't know, man. Yeah. 
you grew you had some ties with Larry before. Somehow we crossed paths, and then you tied up with with them again. Yeah, and then we hooked. I mean, it's nuts. It's crazy. It's wild when yeah. you really just sit and think about it. But um, yeah, man. So th- those were those were the the questions and and the things that I began to ask back then that started my journey. Just a like I said, reading the scripture that way mm-hmm. opened up a whole nother door for me, you know. And I began to teach like that too um, at my dad's church as much as you know he would allow me to. I did come out. I came out. And you came uh, here. Attended uh, yeah. one of your guys' services. Larry was there, right? Or did he speak? I don't know. Maybe he was. But I did. I came to your your dad's church. Hmm. I'm trying to remember if you you were teaching. Was I? I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> we'll have to search the archives. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. So, so that so that started my my own deconstruction, right? Yeah. It was that reading of scripture. Um, like for me, I think if I can pinpoint it, I think it was like the rapture. I think I read Barbara Rossing. I think Larry gave me Barbara Rossing, the rapture exposed. Okay. And then. Oh man. Well, how, how liberating is that to get rid of, rid of all that fear? Bro, that was my biggest fear as a kid. That was my, that was the fear as a kid. Like that held me in bondage. I was that. I, I, I listened to the last one. You told your boy the story about how you call home and. Yeah. And just to make sure your parents were on the other line, bro, for fear that they were they taken were up. they were taken up, bro. <laughs> they were caught up in the air. <laughs> they were caught up, <laughs> dude. It's wild. So that was like liberating, and then the uh, subjective genitive that was like a big thing back, you know, Ex- ten years. Explain that. That was mean? the, if I remember correctly, I think that was the, um, what's the Greek word? Con- the the faithfulness of God or or Dika- faith. Dikaiosune. Dikaiosune. The faithfulness of, of Christ. Of God. Yes, faithfulness of Christ. As opposed to your own Your own faithfulness. Right? So that was like one of the threads that was starting to get pulled. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so all of that, bro, that's what like sent me on this path. So years later, I went through a total re- deconstruction myself. Mm-hmm. And just like you said, bro, I'm like piecing it back together mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. over again. Yeah. You know what's funny, bro? It's like I, I, we were talking earlier. I'm like, like this is kind of be like a coming out podcast for me. Like people may not be comfortable hearing me like swear or whatever. But like, bro, come on, we're adults. Like, I think in cuss words. Yeah. <laughs> what's the like? What's the difference? Right. And but that, that's an, I think that's another one of those things that's like a carryover from a previous life, yeah. you know. And I still I still have it too, like just a consciousness of what like another individual might think about. And and you know if we're looking at you know Paul in First Corinthians, I mean he says a lot of shit in, in First Corinthians. <laughs> one of them being, uh, you know, doing things that cause another brother to, a weaker brother to stumble, right? And yeah. so that's the only thing I think you can pull out of scripture to like justify that, you know. Yeah. Uh, Good thing they're not watching us drink this yeah, beer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, he says a lot of other stuff in First Corinthians too, and so that's another thing that I kind of struggle. Like he talks about, you know, women in church and how they should be quiet and wear head coverings lest they bring shame upon themselves or you. Like, yeah. So how much? So that's that's another question, right? Like, how much do we do we really listen? How far do we take this? How much of Paul do we listen to? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I think it's so like. Those are the questions that I'm asking. Yeah. You know what I mean? And some of our, some of our, um, some some people don't like to question the scripture that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the the Bible itself, right? 
that's the I got in trouble like online for posting an, an, an article from actually I think it was Peter Enns the book I was telling you about and I think the article was like stop putting your faith or so much faith something to the to the effect of stop putting so much emphasis on the Bible mm. as opposed to Jesus mm-hmm yeah like, oh, 100% dude the Bible itself is the the stumbling block in a, in a lot of sense, in it's, a lot of ways. It's not the fourth person of the Trinity. <laughs> exactly, bro. So it's like the biggest thing for me is okay. The Word became flesh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What does Jesus look what like? What does Jesus look like? Yeah. You want to know what all this is? You just gotta look at one guy. Yeah, yeah. You so, want to you want to know God? What does Jesus look like? I mean, right. That, I mean, when it all comes down to it, that's what it is. Yeah. So and that's that's what I'm trying to you know. That's what we need to set our, our sights on because, I mean, uh, trying to figure out how to live this life as best as possible, right? And be, I don't know, what I always go back to is what N.T. Wright says, truly human. To be the best human that, mm. you know, we can't possibly be. And Image bearers. Jesus was that, was that guy. Yeah. Jesus was that dude. Dude, N.T. Wright, I haven't, <clears throat> I uh, was talking to uh, a pastor the other day. So I go to like a affirming church and um uh it's bro it was so liberating even going there you know so when you say affirming what what do you mean affirming like uh lg you know lgbtq okay. friendly friendly welcoming inclusive inclusive and um it's it's funny you got to specify that huh yeah yeah, it's like specify that these days. Yeah, you gotta make hey, you're make welcome the, here. You're welcome here. Hey, guess what? Yeah. You can still worship here. Yeah. You know? So um I became really good friends with this pastor, Ryan. I'm gonna have him on. He's in Texas right now, but we have these great conversations, you know, just helping me. Cause so I went through this whole deconstruction again, right? Like I said, like literally everything, bro. Like so if you listen to like um, Science Mike and like the liturgist and all that stuff, the liturgist podcast, I went through the, all that that whole phase, right? Liturgist, yeah, I'm familiar with them. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So you know the, these guys are all yep. like former evangelicals and mm-hmm. now practice a. Well, I think one of them's Christian, one of them's like yeah. questioning or yeah. like agnostic, and then the other one is like. I don't know, spiritual, anti-religious, but spiritual. All kinds of different like perspectives, yeah. bro, but they just have incredible conversations yeah. about these topics. So anyways, I, I, I'm following this other guy. I'm reading this book by Peter Rollins, and I find out that he's going to be at this church in Mission Hills right down the street from us. I'm like, Peter Rollins? Like, going to be here? Like, that's just not a name that you don't hear in church, like, a lot. Okay. So I end up going to this church, and I meet these people. So... I, I didn't make that particular event, but I came to a Sunday service. Bro, I was just blown away that it was just so simple. It was a lot like academia in the sense that we had communion. Mm-hmm. Everybody's walking around the table. Mm-hmm. It was a lectionary text, mm-hmm. like a part of the church calendar, right? Yep. This is all new to me, bro, because like, yeah. we grew up in church where it's like yeah. you have the pastor preaching for an hour on whatever he feels like that day. After an hour, hour and a half of a worship, two hours, depending on you know how the spirit was moving that day, of just you know. music, yeah. So music. you're in church for like three, four hours, for bro. Real. For real, <laughs> and we did have some good times. Oh, fantastic, man! We had some great times, but you know, after a while, it's like, dude, 
I need to get out of here. I'm hungry. Need some. Yeah. Well, and I'm hungry. I'm like really hungry, literally hungry, but I'm also hungry like for some, some like for the word, man, like for some, some deeper stuff. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so it was, so I, I, I roll up, bro. And then I was just, just blown away that it was, it was communion. Yeah. Real simple. Yeah. Everyone's walking by the table. Yeah. Come and eat. Um, and then it was the lectionary text, bro. Like you just read the read text, the text and sit with it. Yep. Read the whole chapter and sit with it. Yep. And that was it. Not have anybody's, you know, viewpoint yeah. or, you know, interpretation of it. Just Right. There was a little a little homily, whatever, but so that was I was like, Oh man, this is this is like what I what I've been wanting, yeah. what I've been searching for. Yeah. Um I have an affinity towards the more liturgy, high liturgy too myself. Yeah, I've tried. Dude, check this out, dude. I pray the rosary. I pray this Anglican rosary. Nice. Dude. Like that's part of my prayer life. You have a, a book of common prayer or something. I have a book of common through. prayer, yeah. but I have a set list of prayers for each bead. I just repeat the same scripture. Yeah. You know, and the powerful when it when it becomes part of you, right? It's different, bro. It's yeah. totally different. Yeah. I've never thought like like this could be beneficial for me. You know what I mean? And actually, a dude on Facebook, I think, is Joshua Smith, made this for me. Hmm. Um, he makes them, so it's all that's like custom made and stuff. It's dope. Um, so yeah, bro. So that's so part of that recon. So so now I reconnected again with some of like the homies that I grew up with in church. Okay, they came back to Christ, and like they're starting Bible study and all this stuff. But it's like it's um. It feels now. I'm I'm not trying to put them down or take shots at them or anything. I go because I have real life experiences with these guys. I grew mm-hmm. up with these guys. Mm-hmm. Like, bro, we shared moments together in time. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I don't necessarily b- agree with all the theology because it still feels like that old guilt and shame. Sure, you know, um, stop sinning and you know, keep your foot on the devil's neck. Right, 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 right. Kind of thing. I, I'm there for the community. The community, yep. Amen. Like, bro, me and you have been together since we were kids. It's that that I yeah. really miss, you know. Well, and look, dude, you've got a you've got a different understanding of the scriptures too, and you also have a different experience to bring to the table, right? You know, so I've thought about that. You know, I've thought about because I'm I'm churchless right now, right? So I'm trying yeah. to find somewhere to to fit in because I do feel a, a a need to be a part of a a community, yeah. you know, body of some sort. Right. Um, tough to find, you know, when you're actually looking for it. Yeah. And you know, a lot of people are like, you know, I would pop into my dad's church and, and I love my dad bro, with all my heart. It was like my parents, you know, I just, I just don't necessarily fit in, in that anymore. Yeah. You know, he's probably going to hear this and be like, <laughs> what's going on? But you know, me and my dad, about, son. yeah, no, but we, we, him, my dad and I, we still bounce stuff off. We have great conversations and, I've just we've been going through a lot just personally, you know. It's been a bad year for us, you know. My wife's been having you and a your hard family, time. yeah. So and even before that though, we hadn't really been in church, bro, in like two three years. Yep. You know, we it's... kind of, we kind of just, um, well, for a lot, a lot of, a lot of that time, it was like softball mm-hmm. tournaments and baseball with the family and all that sure. stuff. And then a lot it of it's busy with four kids. It does. And then when I reconnected with Bob, he was like, "Bro, there's nothing greater." Than sleeping in on a Sunday morning, <laughs> and it's crazy hearing that yeah. from Bob. Where yeah. we had to be at the church at eight o'clock. I was a musician. I was playing the drums and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Bro, I just relax 
mm-hmm. and enjoy God in my bed. <laughs> sure. So I kind of embrace some of that. I'm like, yeah, bro. I mean, yeah. for real. Like, you know, on the on the on the grind, working, family, everything. You just yeah. definitely need to take some time to absolutely just and rest. And the you know, like I said, you know, church on Sunday. I like since Larry shut the doors. You know, I that was like what five years ago now. It's been a minute. Yeah. So that's how long I've been churchless. You know, and just recently have felt like a a desire to get connected with you know, to, to give back really like what I was looking for was like mentorship. And I'm like, Oh damn, you know, I don't, I have anybody like to, to learn from anymore and this and that. And, and, uh, you know, looking to, for somebody to show me the way. Right. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, now I'm feeling more like I need to now contribute. I need to give back. I need to look at the kids who were, you know, you know, teenagers, whatever, trying to find their way, early twenties, like like I was. Yeah. And somebody stepped up and mentored me. Now I need to to be that and do that. Yeah. And uh hundred percent. So I'm looking for that, you know connection, that community, that yeah, belonging. To, to be able to do that, to to <clears throat> to give, to receive, to mm-hmm. you know, contribute. Right. I, I, I feel that. Yeah. Know? Part part of what I like to do is is spend time with my with my kids, like yeah. their friends. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um. Just talk to him. Yeah. You know. Even yeah. I was talk- talking to to my f- pastor friend the other day about like I was talking to my daughter about prayer or talking to God, and she was like, "Well, I don't really talk to God," and like the old me is like, "What?" Like I felt crushed, you know, like I failed or something. Right. But I w- I've tried to make it as clear to her as possible as like you know I'm not forcing you to believe any one thing or mm-hmm. this way. Mm-hmm. I want you to know that I, you know, God loves you. Mm-hmm. Will always love you. There's nothing you can ever do that would stop Him for not loving you. And 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 we love you. That's really all I really want her to understand. Yeah, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> so, but when I ask her other things like stuff that I think she should know, I'm like, oh, well, I didn't really raise her that way. I didn't force her to read the Bible. Or I didn't force her to go to church or. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like part of me still feels a little conflicted about that. Like because yeah, this was all this was all after. This was after kind of the deconstruction, after right? Deconstruction. Like her very formative years were after your deconstruction and she didn't have any of the stuff that I had growing up. She didn't have the guilt, shame of of religion and whatever that I had. Yeah. Growing up. Yeah. And um you know what I mean? So but I think she's 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 figuring it out. You know, mm-hmm. well, and and does she? I mean, she sees you, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, she sees you, sees what kind of person you are, sees what motivates you. I don't know. I with an eight year old, eight year old daughter, I think the most, I think our actions speak way louder than than anything we yeah. we say, right? Hundred so. percent, bro. Just spend quality time. You know, mm-hmm. like when I talk to them, I'm like, man, you know, just figure out. <clears throat> Like life forces you to, or society or, or whatever, the system wants you to be like, th- there's, this is what defines success, right? You do this, this, and this. I'm like, don't think of it that way. Mm-hmm. You know, what makes you happy? What makes you fulfilled? Mm-hmm. What brings you joy? Mm-hmm. You know, figure that out. That's success. Don't, that's success. Don't worry about the money and mm-hmm. the stresses of life and, you know, I always talk to her and her boyfriend about experience. Go get experience. Yeah. Do stuff. Figure things out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, 
So, you know, that's, that's kind of the path I'm on with them, but yeah, that's, you'll, you'll, you'll get there, dude. Wait till your little girl gets older, bro. And you're like, man, you know, you'll, you'll definitely start to. I already see, I already kick against the goats, man, because, uh, you know, I see like, even like Christmas, right? Like it was Christmas yesterday. Yeah. And it's all about, you know, like you just, I don't know. I see the rampant, you know, consumer, you know, buy, buy, buy since, you know, from Thanksgiving on. And so I'm really just trying to, you know, explain like the other side to her, you right. know, and just so she she has that balance so that, you know, as she's she's looking back and remembering when she gets older, she's like, oh, my dad always did teach me this stuff, you mm. know, and like has a has a different has an option for a different, you know, right pathway, you know, what yeah. I mean, as opposed to just going along with the the flow, the economic flow, the philosophy, the zeitgeist, whatever it is yeah. that's, you know, pulling these right the, these kids along well, right. all of us all of us yeah, yeah. trying to the matrix <laughs> yeah <laughs> um dude p- part of what really changed my life too when you guys were doing hope in arizona mm-hmm. that was because yeah. i you started something up out here yeah help a human yeah that was another thing that another big thing that just changed everything for me yeah it was the fact that you guys sat down with the with the homeless mm and had shared meals together, mm-hmm. hot meals. Mm-hmm. Bro, that was... It's kind of the, the extension of the table. Bro, that's exactly what it was. And I never understood that. I never understood what communion was. You know, the way we framed it was, you can't take part of this if you're, if you're sinning. Right. Unless you examine yourself and right. repent and yeah. come to the table. Yeah. yeah. And when you guys, when I saw that, I'm like, man, that that just was huge for me. Mm-hmm. Huge. That's a, such a powerful thing, man. To, I don't know to to eat or just be with or recognize the humanity of another poor, person. It, it, yeah, but particularly the disenfranchised, the yeah. marginalized, those who are not as fortunate as as you know many of us. Yeah, that's. That still brings me down to earth, you know? hundred percent, dude. I, I still keep that in my mind. If I have an opportunity to bless somebody or, or one time I was at, I was getting gas at Costco early in the morning because obviously Costco has the best price on gas, especially out here in California. It's ridiculous. Yeah. But there's a, a subway. I was thinking about that on my way out. I got to get gas here because it's 349 if I go down to Brentwood, they want to charge me four seventy five a gallon, so I'm gonna fill yeah. up before you I head out. You gotta fill up in the hood, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I bought this dude breakfast at at Subway, homeless dude, and I get mine, and I'm like, "What you want, man? Get whatever you want." And he orders it, and he sits down, and I sit down with them, mm-hmm. and we eat. He's mm-hmm. like, "Bro, that's the nicest thing that everyone's anybody's ever done." Yeah, was to sit down with me. Yeah, and eat. Yeah. Bro, it's, it's what's more human than eating, right? We all have to do it. Yeah, and sharing a meal together. Hundred percent, bro. And those people are probably walking around here feeling like you know, like people treat them. Yeah, you know, ignore them, don't look at them. You know, right. or you know, worse. You know. Did you see the Joker, dude? We just tried to watch it last night. I fell asleep. Honestly, really? It was late. It was okay. late. I was tired. Dude, watch it, it when you're awesome. awake. Watch it when you're, dude. It's so good. I really enjoyed the first forty-five minutes of it. It was awesome. Joaquin Phoenix, amazing. Yeah. 
Well, there's this line he says at the end. I don't want to spoil it for you, but okay. You know, he's he's telling he's like if 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 so there. I guess it might be a little bit of spoilers, bro, but... It's all good. There's all this chaos happening, right? Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert, Joker. But, bro, it's been out for a minute, so... Um, <laughs> all this chaos is happening, and the rich are, like, targeted. But he says this line, is like, but if it was me in the street dying, you would just step right over me and wouldn't even see me. And I was like, bro, that line was so heavy. That line is so heavy. That's the like, Joker who says that? The Joker who says mm-hmm. that. On TV, mm-hmm. <clears throat> so when you when you yep. watch it again, you'll you'll get there. Oh, it's funny, but dude. it's true, bro. I mean, it's so true. It's like a look at at society, a look a look at all at all of us. Now, we don't choose to see that person, the mentally ill, yep, the homeless, you know, yep, all that stuff. California is a trip to me. Yeah, whenever I come out here, I noticed like how just the the craziest affluence right the most wealthiest individuals like concentration of wealth in the world and utter poverty right up yeah to the poverty the most poverty i've seen you know like and it just it just they sleep and and it just is they're right next to each other yeah and uh you know phoenix is a little bit different you don't you it's more spread out so you don't Mm -hmm. you don't see that or feel that as much but um we went and got breakfast at uh, uh, some place uh, a couple days ago, a little bagel joint, and there was a homeless dude walking out in front, and and uh, I asked him if he wanted, to, you know, I said what's up to him, and uh, you know, asked him if he's hungry. He said, yeah, he's hungry. I said, well, you want a bagel, and uh, he told me he can get a bagel anytime. <laughs> he said he's good. He said I'm. I'm. I said he said I can get a bagel anytime. I'm good. So, you know, they must not be doing too bad over in Brentwood. Yeah, no, <laughs> the, the bagels are flowing in Brentwood. No, but I think I think they take care of him because I saw him come in later when we were eating breakfast. He came in, and I think the shop owner and stuff actually yeah. took care of him, brought him breakfast and whatnot. So yeah, so <clears throat> that's cool. Um, dude, we're already at an hour. Damn, it didn't feel like it, right? Been babying this thing. Dude, you, I finished mine. I'm just crack open <laughs> another one, but I usually try to keep them about an hour or so or less. Mm-hmm. But, um, dude, I'm so glad you reached out. Yeah, man. You hit me up, bro, out of nowhere. Yeah. Thank you. Well, let's keep chatting. We'll keep chatting offline if you got some time. No, I think I, you got till like two o'clock, right? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm good. No, for <laughs> sure. We got some more beer to finish. <laughs> exactly. Well, but, um, thanks for having me on, man. Oh, I appreciate dude, it. I'm so glad to reconnect. It's yeah. been a minute. We got more to chat about too. I know, you know, I've listened to the other two, uh, well, two so far, yeah. and I know you wanted to touch on some, some serious topics. You know, uh, let's 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 go, let's go. Stuff. We don't have to stop it. We can just go. You know what I mean? We flow. Can just we go take, with it. Can we take a break? Yeah, we can take a break. We'll take a break and we'll come back. That's what's up. All right. What you searching for? Where you focus at? If it's happiness, no one can give you that. It flows from within. It knows all your sins. You can never win. Being envious of other men. Covetousness is such a sin. Wanting what other people have has become a trend. But don't bow down to the dollar bill, y'all. Commercial consumerism is trying to kill y'all. I'm trying to heal y'all.